Welcome to Admin Unboxed. We are a show that encourages you to think beyond the boundaries of traditional stereotypes surrounding the administrative profession. Did you know that there's 160 different job titles in our profession? Holy moly guacamole. That is a lot of job titles. So our show is about having guests on where we'll unpack the prickly stuff, share industry updates, we'll document, we'll review, we'll show off the admin profession's incredible diversity, talent and opportunities. It's a show full of honest, open conversations. Lots of cheerleading, lots of joy. Thanks for joining us and let's get tucked into the show. Hey EK, uh, welcome to another week of Admin Unboxed. Uh, how has your last couple of weeks been since I saw you? Hey. Hey, hey, Mel. Um, good. It's um, cold to be back in Sydney um, after being in 30-degree heat every day in Thailand. Um, Amazing trips. Yeah, fantastic. Great to spend time with friends and just that really decompress. And I was very lucky. One of my colleagues did my job while I was away, so I actually was able to really um, relax. Relax. And it's school holidays now, so I'm in mum mode, working from home part of this week to make sure kids are safe and at home. So, yeah, that's the week. How about you? Uh, I've had a great week. Uh, It's uh, NAIDOC week this week, so happy NAIDOC to everybody out there celebrating everything Indigenous. And I was lucky enough to go to the NAIDOC awards ceremony in Brisbane on the weekend which was televised uh, on ABC. And, yeah, it was just amazing to be there and watch all the glamour and, you know, everyone dressed up and and all the amazing, the amazing uh, award winners. So, yeah, that was my highlight of the last couple of weeks, which... Uh, oh, great. That would have been a great experience that a lot of people wouldn't get to do. Yeah, exactly. And you get to the point where, like, the tickets sell out straight away okay. and then people are trying to get tickets. But, yeah... Huge turnout, though. It was at the convention centre in Brisbane. So, yeah, that was a, a great weekend, really, really good and a weekend. great recognition for all our yeah, people. Yeah. And then today, uh, yeah. the Australian Admin Awards nominations opened today. Yeah. Oh, they did yesterday. What day are we? Tuesday. Yesterday they opened. Yesterday, so. third or the fourth? Third. 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 So um, another big year for those. So we are looking... For lots and lots of nominations this year so get on board nominate yourself nominate some people you know or tell your managers to nominate some great business support professionals within the industry definitely um so this week we yeah. our topic is ai and exactly chat gpt to be precise and I learnt over the last couple of days that Chat GPT stands for Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer, so I can understand why they uh, shortened it to Chat GPT. Um, we've got a couple of people on the show today, so we're going to have someone from the EA world and someone from the tech industry, a bit of a guru, talking about um, ways that we can use it and the pros and cons. Um, I'm pretty sure that Adrian probably thinks it's more. there's more pros than cons. Um, but have you used it at all, EK? No, unfortunately not yet. Um, being in an ASX-listed company um, at the moment, it's an area for our IT team to really look at it and, and see if it would be something that we open up into the business um, cyber security point of view as well. So yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so I'd be really interested to hear more about it. And 
I'm dying to use it actually. Yeah. Just to well, see I'm, what it yeah. does. I'm on the fence, but then the more people talk about it, I'm like, oh, this could be, yeah, game changing. So we're going to get Adrian on now. Uh, Adrian Francis, our tech guru, um, he's had a colourful career spanning three decades in education. Adrian has taught drama, directed musicals, led digital transformation initiatives and coordinated an international service program in the Kalahari Desert. Alongside being a tech enthusiast with multiple certifications, he's also started to investigate where AI can be used more to make our workflows more efficient. So I'm going to bring on Adrian now and introduce him to everybody. Thanks for coming on, Adrian. No problems. Thanks for having me. It's quite nice to be here. I've got to apologise for anyone who can hear birds in the background. I've got a flock of birds outside my caravan in the caravan park. So uh, <laughs> it disappeared. It's like something from an Alfred Hitchcock movie when the birds come and <laughs> The birds must all think it's birds. happy hour. Yeah, must be. Or they're freezing to death, one of the two. Yeah, they're dropping out of the trees. It's all good. So, and I now know EK hasn't really seen chat GPT. And for those that are listening that have no idea what we're talking about, but I feel like a lot of people listening today will know what we're talking about. Adrian, can you tell us what exactly chat GPT is, please? Yeah, I'll do my very best. So chat GPT kind of launched... um, about the 30th of November last year, it hit the mainstream of all the social medias because it had rolled through a couple of iterations, even though they'd been building it out for quite a long time. Um, and it is a, it's a, an AI assistant that enables you to have a conversation um, with a, a chatbot or this program that will then actually give you an answer. So it's actually like having a, a conversational um, dialogue with a, a virtual type of person. So the AI in the background basically scrapes a whole lot of information uh, from the internet and then gives you a response based on the information. Now, there's a whole lot of reading you can do about how it does it, but it's quite a, a nifty little tool to be able to help you um, solve a problem, get an answer, get a response, similar to a probably a web browser type Google search, but on steroids because it will scrape data from anything pre-2021 um, and give you a response based on that. So if you're trying to get anything out of it that is... Um, uh, newer, like post 2021, it won't do it for you at this stage. So they call it a generative AI model because you can generate a response out of it by having a conversation with it. Right. And so that 2021 sort of um, time, is that because they're just not up with the technology or there's just not enough information over uh, the years? Yeah, Mel, I think it's, a, I think it's, they're still building the model out. I was listening to a podcast today as I was driving and they were talking about how the model's still maturing and growing. So it learns, it's a, it's a tool. Uh, the, the way it works is it, it learns from the questions that you ask it. So it's getting more more um, informed about how to answer questions and gets better at answering the questions as time goes on. So it kind of teaches itself to be able to, I'm not quite sure why they've limited it up to 2021. Um, it's just, and so Iteration better as each time you use it. Get a better I've just gone funny. I've come back. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, you type you type something in like a web browser, and it will give you a worded response. Uh, but unlike a web browser, uh, ChatGPT will just give you a worded response and won't tell you where it's getting the information from. There are other um, programs by inside the Google space and inside the Microsoft space that do give you responses and they give you them slightly differently. 
but they do still do the same. They still use the same neural engine to be able to come back with that response. Yeah. Right. Um, and so. Should everybody be using it, or you know, what's the? I was talked about pros and cons, and I'm still sitting on mm. the fence with it because I'm still kind of weirded out by artificial intelligence, and you know, maybe it will take all of our jobs and that kind of thing. Oh. But um, so, it, I'm assuming that you would be very pro, and do you think everybody should be using it? Um, I, I'm coming from the point of view that it will break the back of a lot of the heavy lifting that you need to do that is mundane and boring tasks. Yeah. Um, it doesn't replace, I can't see it replacing people because you still need to know your stuff getting out. So if you ask it a question, you know, for me, I'm, I'm from education, so create a lesson plan for me teaching this, it'll build it in two seconds. Um, but sometimes it doesn't quite get the way in which it works properly. Like it might give you a bit longer shorter timeframes to teach something. So if you asked it to write an executive report, it would write it, but it may not write it in the way that you would. So you still need to understand what you're asking it and what you need it to generate. I don't think it will actually replace, at this stage, I don't think it's got the smarts to be able to replace yeah. what we do. Um, it's like a Google search. If you do a really poor Google search, you're gonna get a very poor response. So they call it prompt engineering, which is asking the question. So if you get better at asking the question, then you're gonna get better responses. So companies now are starting to employ prompt engineers to be able to write the questions so ChatGPT can do the heavy lifting for them. So um, a thing that I did this morning, I was playing around with, I wanted it to, to develop for me um, uh, an activity that a teacher could use in the classroom at the end of the term. So instead of saying develop an activity for me, uh, I actually said, I'm about to ask you a question. Uh, the question is gonna be develop an activity for my class at the end of term. They're a group of year 11 students. We've been studying um, the gold rush. Oh, no, oh, no, it was um, bush rangers. We've been studying bush rangers. Um, we've done these kind of activities. Um, I need this to be done in a Friday morning that goes from this time span. And then I said, what five questions do you need to ask me so you can give me a really good response? So then it would ask me five questions. I filled out all those responses, fed it back to them, and then it gave me a plan that was brilliant that I could just use straight away. So if you had to write an executive summary of something, you could say, I need to write an executive summary. This is our company. This is what we do. What 20 things should I let you know so you can actually formulate that for me really well? And then it will actually form that and build it out. You still need to polish it after that. It's not quite right, but it's a lot better than saying, write me an executive report. Yeah. Um, and because it learns as it goes, it gets better as, as it goes as well. Yeah, um, well that, yeah that's interesting you should say that because I would never have thought to ask it what questions it wants Correct. me yeah. to ask it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I suppose coming from an EA perspective, we are often saying, help me to help you. So yeah. we just, yeah, apply how we would normally be doing things in our day-to-day -day job anyway. So, yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, so you might have an email that is really tricky to write. You can actually load in the information that you need and it will help you craft that email for you. Uh, it won't be... If you say to it, write it in a passive-aggressive mode, it won't um, because it says I'm not I'm not allowed to do that. So there are some limits around what it will do. Um, okay. But once again, for me, it's breaking the back of that really heavy lifting that you need to do as well. Um, yeah. If you need to write a spreadsheet, ask it to write a formula for you. It will explain what the formula means. So you're actually learning as you go, which is really quite an oh. interesting thing. Yeah. yeah and I think amazing. that's the other thing, just 
all those different things that we wouldn't think to use it for. Yeah, 100%. And then the Microsoft equivalent is one called Bard, and Bard lives – oh, no, Bard is um, inside Google. And same deal. If you go – if you under Bard in Google, you can still do the search. It will still answer it. It tends to answer it um, differently to the way in which ChatGPT does. But then in Bing, Bing AI, which sits inside the, the search engine of Bing now, that has ChatGPT4 built into it, and it will give you a response, but then give you a whole lot of web links of where it got that information from. So we find that is really good. So I kind of use the three of them together. I'll use ChatGPT to break the back of what I need. I'll use Bing AI to give me the web references. So then I can read those web references to see if they're accurate or not, then I can use them on what I need to do. So if I was going to do that myself, it would take a great period of time to be able to do that. But this is breaking that back down really quickly so I can get some answers as well. Um, I must say I'm using it regularly for even writing proposals. Um, write a proposal out for me, list off all the things I need. It will write it. Then I'll probably spend 30 minutes or so tidying it up. But normally it would might take me a couple of hours to write a really good proposal. So I'm taking a couple of hours to about 30 minutes work. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So you feel like even though... Chat GPT and the other the other um, platforms are it, giving yeah. you the information. You still feel like it's your work that you're outputting. Well, it's interesting because it's grabbing it's grabbing the data from it's scraping all the information across from from everywhere that it can find it, um, and then formulating a response. So it's not really my work until I start editing it. So yeah. I've still had to do the prompt. I still have to know what I'm asking. Uh, to get it. So in some ways I need to use my intellect to be able to do that because otherwise I get a rubbishy response. Yeah. So I think the final product is mine. The first response probably isn't that flash, um, but you kind of build on that. So I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like in the future. I think it will stream, streamline some of the processes that we do, but you've still got to be that subject matter expert to be able to discern what you include and what you don't include. Uh, and I can't see it doing that because we've got that wisdom and that experience and that gut feeling about how we write things as well. Um, built into us, and I think that can't be replicated in, for, in a machine way. Yeah, mm. which makes me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but if you think of the tedious things that you need to do, like write an email or produce some minutes for a meeting, all that kind of gear, if this can break the back of that and then you just need to go tidy mm. and refine them, then that means that you can be focused on the stuff that's going to help people more and accelerate the things you need to do in your roles. Yeah, and the exciting stuff we like to do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, I hate writing reports, but I use this now to break <laughs> the back of my reports. So it's easier to do, yeah. So ChatGPT, because I got the app on my phone and I think it gave me three, I was allowed three goes and then I had to subscribe, I think. So is it a yearly subscription? I'm not sure how, I didn't look into it to see how it worked. Yeah, so... The ChatGPT uh, you can get Australia, um, and that's you get the free version, and that gives you ChatGPT version three. If you do a paid subscription version, you can get ChatGPT version four, which is the new one. Um, right. I and the difference is ChatGPT has got a bit more functionality in it. It's slightly quicker, and it doesn't get overloaded if the if everyone's using it at the same time. You kind of get priority access, you know, like when you go to the airport if you got oh, your special card you can get on the plane quicker um i haven't paid for the other version and i've i've rarely run out of time where it's slowed right down and i can't use it 
So I'd, for, and me, for the moment, I, I wouldn't pay the extra to get ChatGPT4, mainly because it's built into the Bing AI, which is free inside Edge. And that's, that run, that's run by ChatGPT4. So I can compare the two if I need to. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and do you have any cons? <laughs> A lot of pros there, but was it, is there anything yeah. that you would like or that you don't think people should be using it for? A couple of things that I'm not quite sure of where, where it does it. Where does it get its moral ethics from and its boundaries? Um, is that coming from the guys that have programmed it or is it coming from the data that it's accessing or is it coming from the questions that it's getting? Because if you look at how society kind of goes, they kind of get bend each way depending on who asks mm. what. So social media follows the, the hottest mm. thing. So is it going to follow that to kind of get its ethics or its moral boundaries? Um, the other thing is I'm not sure where, my question is where does the IP live? Because um, if it's using my responses to get mm. better, does does that IP then live inside it? Um, and that then becomes a bit of a can of worms about where does that sit? Um, if I ask for something that is post-2021, like as Australian Curriculum version 9 that's come out, if I load in the curriculum and say this is the mathematical curriculum version 9, please generate me a, a lesson plan based on this, it will do it. But if I do it the next day, it doesn't know what the version 9 is. So it hasn't actually remembered that bit that I've put in there. So I'm not quite sure where that lives in the whole world. Um, I haven't done enough research to be able to find it. But there's obviously some um, issues at Microsoft, I suppose why, the reason why Microsoft and, and Google and that have been quite slow in releasing this. So they're still trying to work out where those boundaries are and where those ethics are. Um, and then whether they, who they release it to and who has to sign off on it. Because at the moment, ChatGPT theoretically is 18 and above, um, but um, that doesn't also stop other people using it who are under 18, so it's a bit, a bit interesting. Yep. Yeah. But all three so, platforms, all, all the platforms, sorry, there you go. There you go that's okay. what I was yeah. going to say, so would they sit into the Microsoft suites eventually? So it's just a click and an add-in. Yeah. People, sits outside. Sorry, Great I just question. don't, it's I lucky, haven't seen it, it tonight. <laughs> Yes, inside Microsoft 365 is going to be a thing called Copilot that's brought out, and that uses mm -hmm. parts of AI in those applications, so Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, and Outlook, and that will streamline some of your work processes, and that will be built into the O365 thing that will be locked into your tenant, which means that you've kind of got control over where it lives. So that, that kind of aspect, I think, will be a lot better for EAs because they'll be able to use it like summarising emails, summarise minutes from meetings. If you've got a Teams meeting, it will summarise your team meeting and give you action points from that. Um, I'm hoping then the action points will then be listed into to-do, so then you've got a workflow built out of that. Um, inside um, Google, there's a thing called Duet, which will come, and that sits inside that and does the same thing. It looks at you emails, it will give you a summary of your emails and suggest that you could reply. Um, it also, I've seen a really nice demonstration where you might have a slide deck like a PowerPoint or a Google slide deck that you're building up and you'll say, I need an image of a child eating an ice cream by the beach, it will draw it for you, it's like a photo, it's never existed before so therefore it's copyright free. Um, and they are they are getting there really quickly and that's, that's quite amazing as well. But they're kind of encompassed inside those two environments so therefore I think that's why they're trying to work out when they're going to release them, how they're going to release them, because they've got to be able to give guarantees to business that this is their, still their data and still their things that they're doing. Correct, um, and that will solve the cyber issue as well, so that's great. Correct, correct. Um, and at the moment you can, I've seen a webinar on 
if you're in the Microsoft space, using Azure to write your own AI function in there, and you can ask it questions and it'll be able to grab the data from inside your tenant, not from externally. So something like onboarding staff, like how do I find this? It'll get it, or who's in charge of this? It'll do those kind of things. So it'll use your data to generate a chatbot response, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and that's that's doable now inside the Azure uh, platform as well. That's amazing. That will save you so much time trawling how many internet sites in a business yep. where you can't find the <laughs> yeah. darn payroll remuneration policy or something like that. <laughs> exactly. And just imagine someone, a new staff member, trying to, because I think we forget how much wisdom and knowledge we just have naturally stored because we've been in a workplace for a while. Someone new coming in or changing a role, it, it is quite over-empowering, just kind of over, it's overwhelming. If they could quickly ask something and get that answer really accurately, then that's going to save them angst and stress. It's going to save the onboarding person angst and stress, and it's going to make that whole transition so much better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you, Adrian. That was um a lot of information and a lot of great information and I'm a little bit excited to use it now. Maybe. Yeah, it's look, it's worth, oh, you're it's worth just trying. <laughs> just try the crack, see what it can do um, and play around with it. And then use, I mean, you, you guys have got the wisdom of the people you work with and your experience to judge whether it's going to be handy in your roles. Um, I think it's going to become more and more part of everything that we do. But at the moment, um, there are some bits that it can help us with and some other bits, but we go, yeah, maybe not yet. So, yeah, yeah, good luck with it. Thank you. Thank you Thank so much you. For, for coming on and sharing all that information with us. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Adrian. I'm just going to uh, remove you now. And then did you want to introduce our next guest, EK? Okay. Well, we're going to do a little bit something a little bit different this time. Our next guest is Suzanne Graham. So um, we're looking forward to you joining us, Suzanne. But what we've done is Suzanne has actually put her bio through chat GPT and asked it some questions. And she's actually going to read out what chat GPT has done. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's welcome in a cold, chilly day. But um, yeah, we're Great. excited to have you here. Thank and you. explain to us from a business support point of view how you use ChatGPT in your day-to-day -day work and what some great little discoveries you use. But, yes, give us a little bit of an overview of your bio then. Okay, no problem. Um, <laughs> so I was asked just to provide, provide a little bio for today and I didn't really um, ask many specific questions, so I just I wasn't sure how long it needed to be, etc. So pretty much all I did was open ChatGPT. Um, I copied and pasted everything in my LinkedIn profile from the top where it's my name and my, you know, my catchphrases all the way through to my summary, all the way through down to my career experience. And I just said use the following career information and create a brief bio for me for a speaking event. And then I pasted it. Um, and then it spat out, I'm just going to go through it, spat out a fairly long paragraph that spoke about me in, um, um, yeah, like it spoke about me in the third person. Um, and then I said, summarise that even further. So it made it a little bit smaller, basically dropped about five paragraphs, made it one paragraph. Um, I said, change it to the first person because I kind of wanted to see how it looked because and the beauty of this is you can go back and use whatever you like. Um, and so then it spoke about myself in the first person, which I think is maybe a bit nicer if I'm introducing myself. Um, and then I said summarise that even further because I was still just way too wordy. And, you know, these are just basic. These aren't, you know, sort of 
complicated um, prompts or whatever. And that's sort of where it landed. Um, and so my big LinkedIn profile, um, do you want me to read it? Sure, we'll read the first bit. Yeah, go okay. for the first bit. It's, it's only a few sentences. So it's, I'm Suzanne Graham, a highly skilled senior EA with over 25 years experience. I'm known for my dedication, strategic approach, and trusted partnership with C-suite executives. I excel in proactive planning organization and continuous learning. As a finalist in the 2022 Australian Admin Awards, I strive for excellence and I'm constantly rated as a high performer outside of work. I lead an active lifestyle um, and I enjoy expanding my knowledge through reading. Um, that's kind of like the last one. I'm not actually even sure if that's the one that I sent through, but um, I think it was a slightly different one, but um, you just keep going until you're happy with what you like the yeah. sound of, and then I might copy and paste it into a document and then tweak it a little bit further. So. Like in a photo and send it off. There you go. And so, you know, are you happy with that outcome? And do you um, use that for a job application or something like that now? As yeah, is? I mean, I actually did my LinkedIn summary in in ChatGPT. So to get to where it is today, I, I used that um, and I ran it through a few times until I was happy with it. So it was actually in the third person I spoke, um, I, then I changed it. So I was speaking about myself. Um, and then I just changed a few things here and there. So, you know, like I might put it through about four or five times saying make it more formal, make it more casual, make it, um, I don't know, a little bit more interesting, put in bullet points, like whatever. Um, so if I have to learn a topic, for example, I'll say, teach it to me and say, tell me in a way that I'll be able to regurgitate it essentially um, in like three sentences. So you just keep going until you're happy with the output. Yeah. Great. That's yeah. fantastic. And now, Probably if I sat there and was in an elevator with you, what would you say about yourself if you introduced yourself at sort of chat to you? So I'm a career EA. I have been doing this for a really long time. I, 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 I sort of hesitate to put the number on it, but I've already done that. Um, and, you know, there's nothing I love more than this this profession and this job and, you know, learning and teaching and sharing. So um, I, I am an avid learner. I love technology. I love all this stuff. So I was really quick to embrace this. As soon as it came out last year, I was all over it. I uh, went down a few rabbit holes um, and just, you know, I, I love everything about this profession. So uh, I've been doing it for a too long to even you know remember half the stuff that I've kind of gone through, but um, yeah, it's it's you know it is it is my profession, and I'm really really proud to be part of this industry. So yeah, great. That sounds yeah. good. So I, I guess like you're saying, you've gone down through a couple of rabbit holes. Um, what are you using ChatGPT for in a day to day? Um, I, I did write notes because I use it for pretty much everything. Um, Look, I, I started using it in my last role. I was working for an entrepreneur who owned like quite a lot of companies, about 13 companies, and he was quite tech savvy as well. So we very quickly sort of looking for anything and anything, any, anything and everything that could give us a sort of um, efficiency edge. Um, and so this sort of soon became part of our world. Um, and we used it for like ChatGPT, but even just, you know, creating pitch, pitch decks um, in PowerPoint. Um, one of the startups and obviously I've been using product AI for a little while as well um, but like now I would use it for anything I would typically normally Google I'll use ChatGPT for so um, I used it to prep myself for the interview for the role that I'm currently in now um, I asked myself questions I asked the great the, the best answers I asked um, even like I got the role here and then I had to recruit for somebody so I asked to create a job description the ideal job description for this role giving it some parameters um, I then asked for again for what sort of questions should I, should I ask but, and then I asked like questions like 
what's what are the best answers to these questions what should I be looking out for and things like that so it kind of helped me through the recruitment process and I made sure that every single person I interviewed um, I asked those same questions so then I had a really clear um, you know something to kind of like you know measure every, everybody across um, I Learned, when I first started here, I'm in a wholesale stockbroking company. I don't know anything about stockbroking um, until four months ago. And I used ChatGPT to educate myself on the industry and terminology and things that I need to know, capital raising, um, anything like that. So that, that's sort of been a focus for the last few months. Um, I write bios, so if I have to introduce somebody, like my bio, but other people's as well. Um, writing and rewriting my LinkedIn profile, drafting job descriptions, um, any kind of research. So I use Excel a lot, so I did a 30-day plan um, for Excel, asking it to write me a 30-day training plan and teaching me a complex formula every day. Um, and then I just practice that every day, so every day it would give me a new formula. Um, and then I would practice that for 30 days and then I was able to apply it in just like real world Excel scenarios. Um, emails, emails that I just don't want to think about, that I just, you know, when you have to think and you're just not feeling creative because you're just under such a time crunch. Um, messages, welcome messages, team birthdays, celebratory, sympathetic messages, things that like I just don't want to sound the same all the time. Um, that's kind of off the top of my head, you know. That's good. Yeah, it's it's... It's always when you're sending flowers and you've got to write the card, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. the I never know what to say, ever. <laughs> Does it, um, I'd be interested to see in emails where, you, um, you know, your tone, I'm feeling angry, but you can't say that to the chat TPT so you get the right tone even though you're feeling angry too. So it would be quite yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most unusual thing you've asked? That's I had to go through. I had to go through my chat history because it actually keeps it all for you, so you can go back at any time and then right. visit those. Really awesome. Um, so I got it to write me a review for an amazing dumpling place I went to, and I, that's not really work related because um, I don't normally write reviews, but I wanted it to be really good, and I didn't want it to just be like food was excellent. Um, I use it to respond to my teenager who's always asking for a day of school. So I asked her to write this really kind of comprehensive <laughs> response that just shut him up once and for all. Um, I do my new meal plans, so you know, like a fifteen hundred calorie gluten free meal plan for three meals a day for the whole week. Um, I asked her to build me a company that makes five hundred dollars a day using one hour work per week. Um, it did say I was dreaming, but it still gave me a business plan. Um, <laughs> And then I wrote me a book outline for a rom-com. <laughs> I oh. and it spat out an outline. I mean, I'm not going to use that. I'm not a writer, but I was just curious about what sort of stuff it would output. So, you know, not just workshop. I use it for everything. Um, but some really wow. Cool. Yeah. And so, did your teenager accept your reason for not having the day off school? He didn't respond. So it kind of shut him up because he asks every day for a day off. He's in year twelve and he should not be having any time off. But every day he asks for a day off. <laughs> so I was just sick of it. I'm like, oh, I need a, I need a really good response. <laughs> I love it. It was really funny. Yeah. I might borrow it off you when I need I'll to do it. it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. So, Mel's sitting on the fence. And yes. about ChatGPT, and I actually am very curious, but as I said earlier, I can't access it at the moment. Um, what do you think are the pros and cons, especially for business support? And you know, is it a game changer? I think so. I, I just think there's no reason not to use it, not to sort of like embrace something that's out there and, and it's not going away. Um, so from a pro point of view, like, you know, you can train it to write in your style, um, I or, or somebody else's style. So 
Right. I might have a very formal speaking boss or colleague and I have to write on their behalf. Um, you can put samples of their work in there. Obviously, heavily redacted. I don't put in anything, company information names and things like that. I make sure it's very um, secure. But I'll put in a sample of the work and it might just be a generic email, but they email in a very specific way. I'll put in a few samples and I'll say, write me an email to this um, I don't know, imaginary person, whoever it is, um, asking for this meeting or whatever it is. And it'll spit out an email very similar to, after a while, it'll spit out an email very similar in that style. I'm a bit more of a relaxed um, writer, so I'm, I'm a bit more casual, a bit more colloquial, so my writing style is completely different and I find it sometimes very hard to be proper and formal. So that's really helped me, especially when you're getting to know a new boss or a new, you know, whatever. So I like that. It, can write in, in, in anyone's style like once you've kind of trained it. Um, it's available 24-7, so it's everywhere with me. It's on my phone, it's on my iPad, it's on my computer, it's at home. So sometimes on my commute, I might be on the train and just Googling or not Googling. Um, I might be asking it to help me understand a concept that I've heard for the first time today, so especially because this stockbroking world is so new to me, um, and just understanding it a little bit better before I arrive in the office tomorrow. So, um, you know, if it pops up again, I'm kind of like, okay, I have a bit more of an idea of what they were even talking about yesterday. Um, so, I don't know, I just I think it's anything you can think of. Like, I don't know about you, but I can never remember a joke. When someone asks a joke, I can never remember a joke. So I have a whole one of the, like, tell me, tell me the 10 language jokes. I literally can't remember a joke ever, like even knock-knock jokes. So just stuff like that. You know, it's, it sounds so basic, but it's it's fun. Um, and you can also ask the same question and just get a variety of responses. So I like that. I can ask whatever it is. I might, might review this or summarise this or provide you know, feedback on this document. Um, and then I might ask for a really long essay-like response, or I might ask it to then bullet point it and give it to me in one paragraph or three sentences because I need an elevator pitch, for example. Or, you know, you get the same question, you can get, uh, like, you know, so many different responses. And then it does remember everything. So I can go back into my history, and if I'm working on a document over here, it wasn't quite right, but I'll go back a few days later and I can say, okay, picking up from where we left off, let's keep working on this document, I just want to start, you know, adding another whatever to it. So, you know, it, the history stays there and you can keep building on it. I really like that. Yeah, that's great, especially if you're going from industry where if you were, say, in legal, that's a little bit more formal and then you go into a marketing organisation and it's yeah. a different type of, you know, you're saying the same thing but two different ways. That would be a really great way to help you yeah. do that. Yeah. And have you seen anything that concerns you on it or...? Um, well, obviously, you know, data privacy, privacy just in general and security. I don't have the technical knowledge uh, at all, so I'm not, um, I'm very careful about what I put in there. I make sure that there's nothing sensitive. If I was doing a bio for somebody, it wouldn't be their real details, it wouldn't be their real company information, things like that. So, you know, I just like to get the wording out of it. Um, but yeah, security I think is probably the biggest thing because I just don't understand it. I don't know where it lives. I don't know. I don't understand it enough. I'm not technical um, at all in that respect. Um, and obviously, it's sort of a natural person, so it doesn't have any EQ. So when you're asking for things, it, it's not going to think of things and it will tell you things in a way that you know a real person might do it. So you know, we're never going to be out of a job now ever because it, we always need that human element. Um, so I think just remembering that sometimes, and it's not always 100% accurate. So, you know, you've got to sort of dig deep sometimes, take it, um, like do a bit more research or whatever, and just, you know, it's not gospel, I think, is probably some cons I'd just be a little bit wary about. And also, like, anything new, it takes time. 
it takes time to kind of like get to you know get to know it how to use it how to get the best out of it and you know you've got to use it to use it I think you know you just got to keep going and, and sort of um, it's, it's about how you ask the question and you know not the, the actual question I think and sort of what you want to get out of it so you know you might put something in and it's a bit blah um, but then you just persevere a little bit um, and then you know be, it's, it's limited by your imagination as well. Put everything you can possibly think of into it. It's, it's really funny. It's like Siri when it first came out, asking it to sing a song and do you love me and things like that. So, you know, you're limited by your imagination. The meaning of life, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds really great. And I think, you know, for a lot of um, EAs or TAs or office managers, things like um, when a manager comes to you with, you know, 10, you know, half a page and say, can you make a PowerPoint out of that? I am not creative enough to do that. So for people like me who um, can't do that, this is a game changer. And I think minutes, everyone that takes minutes, this will be a big game changer. And if you're doing 300 email responses a day, I think these are some really fantastic ways that can help you um, get through your workload. Um, Well, thank you so much. I'm sure there will be lots of questions from people um, on some replays of today as well of how you've used it. So um, we can do some follow-up details if anyone wants to ask you a question. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about it all day, so don't get me started. Oh, it's just, it's just amazing the amount of things that you've listed and yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, go- I'm slowly going on to the other side of the fence now. So <laughs> well, I want to read... I want to read your rom-com. I want to read your rom-com. I want to know. It's a lot of fun. Don't be afraid of it. Great. Well, thank you. You've really, uh, I think, helped us understand what we could do with it day to day. You're very welcome. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks, Suzanne. All right. Talk later. Bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I've just blown away by the amount of things you can do with it and I'm probably not as scared as I was at the start of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And, look, you know, change and something new is always scary um, and, you know, we learn to embrace it. But um, it's good to see that people are out there using it and you've got some people to go to that can answer some questions from real-life experience with it. Yeah, definitely. I will be uh, probably messaging Suzanne now um, over the next few weeks as I as I start to try and use it. It'll be interesting, though. I, I know I'll, I'll be able to get it on my phone, but I don't know whether I'll be able to get it on, on my work laptop, but I'm sure our IT guys at work are looking into it for us. Fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah, I hope, I hope everybody got something out of that as well. I think that was really informative and the stuff that Adrian came on and and talked about as well. So I hope everyone's excited for things to come and are not as scared about it as I am or as as I was. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But, yeah, so that's coming to the end of this show, Uh, another show in the next couple of weeks. And I think we will be getting a couple of people on to talk about virtual EAs, virtual PAs. Yeah. Um, and you know, the hybrid world and working, still working in an office for some of us. So that, that should be a really good show. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But thanks, EK. Right. Good to see you thanks, again. Thanks, Mel. 
You too. And we'll have to see you next week in person. Oh, yeah, looking forward to that as well. We haven't met each other yet in person, so that will be that'll be awesome. So we'll see you then, and we'll see everyone in a couple of weeks. Great. See ya. Bye. Wow, what a great show today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. And to stay connected with us, please head across to Instagram, follow us at admin unboxed. And if you have any comments or questions, please DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to join the show, please also let us know because we want to hear your story and your journey and also the expertise that you have in your administrative job here in Australia. Until next time, be amazing, be beautiful and see you guys soon.